Today's daf is daf nun hey. We're beginning at the top of the Omid. So just to uh, refresh, we had a machlokus between Rav Meir and uh, Rav Yehuda as to uh, when do we say me'ilo by kotshim. By, by, by something that has been imbued with sanctity and has been misappropriated, when do the laws of Me'ila apply, number one? And Me'ila can be defined a number of ways in terms of the classical sense of Me'ila, that's the person that has to bring a carbon Me'ila and has to make uh, compensate Hegdish what he's taken plus add a fifth. So the Din Me'ila itself is uh, usually a situation of Shogeg. You bring a carbon only when there was a shogeg. However, Rav Meir learned that the Pasuk Imal uh, Timol is referring to also deconsecration that occurs if a person bemazed on purpose misappropriates Hegdish. He learns that also the person in, uh, misappropriates Hegdish that in uh, certain cases it will become deconsecrated, it'll become chulin. Rabbi Yehuda said no. There is never deconsecration by mazid. The only case when it's deconsecrated is a case of shogeg. Rabbi Meir was much more limiting Bishogeg, because as we saw that if you're Mekadosh and Isha with something of Hegdish that is Bishogeg, according to Rabbi Meir was Eina Mekudesh, because had the person known, when it's transactional he held that if the person would have known the person would have done it, and therefore it doesn't, the transaction doesn't go f- through, so actually Bishogeg, it doesn't become deconsecrated because the person would have not have known that there are situations where it will become deconsecrated, even Bishogeg, for example upon consumption consumption of something that belongs to Hector, but transactional, that won't help according to Rav Meir. So Rav Meir held the primary focus of deconsecration is when a person does it bemazed. There would not be a carbon meal in that circumstance. And according to Rav Yochanan, bemazed intent actually hurts. When you intend to do it, it doesn't become deconsecrated. It's only when it happens with Shogik. That was the, uh, the, uh, some of what we learned yesterday. Tanan Hassan, we learned in a Mishnah, uh, this is a Mishnah in Shkolim, and it's talking about when the Beis HaMikdash was in, in, uh, functioning. When the Beis HaMikdash was functioning, most of the animals that were in Yerushalayim were considered to be from the Beis HaMikdash, because everybody, thousands and thousands of people, were coming up all the time to bring Korbanis to the Beis HaMikdash, and therefore a lot of the animals were really con- were consecrated animals. So the question is, what if you find an animal and you don't have an owner? A lost animal. So their chances are that this animal is Kodesh. So what do you do? So we learned the Mishnah. It says, Behemish and Nimtzai is Mirushalayim Migdal Eder. If an animal was found between Jerusalem and Migdal Eder, or Kamidosu Lechol Ruach, or that uh, uh, distance in any direction around Yerushalayim, Scharim, if they're male, then they can presume to be Olos. Now, the more at this point understands, the Mishnah is saying is, then the people who find it can bring it to the base of Migdash as an Ola. Nekevos, if it is female, so then a female cannot be a carbon Ola, only a male, so only a male can be an Ola. Female already, that could be a Shlomim, so therefore, Zivche Shlomim, they can be brought as a Shlomim. So the Moragin assumes the animal themselves are being brought. So that, the Moragin asks the question, it's true that if you find a female, it cannot be an Ola, and therefore, it might be able to presume that it's a Shlomim. But if you find a male, it's true, a male can be an Ola, but a male can just as easily be 
a shlomim. So why are you bringing it as an ola? It might be a shlomim. And now there's a big difference in terms of how you do the zrika. And it, it would disqualify it in terms of what happens with it. So therefore, it, how can you assume it's an ola, not a shlomim, if it's a male? So what it's an ola, not a shlomim. So El Amr of Oshias. Rab Oshias says, no, you're not understanding what's going here in the Mishnah. It's talking about in the Mishnah. You found this animal and... <coughs> You find this animal, and the there's a person that has communal responsibility. Person wants to do the right thing. He doesn't want the base the mikdash, the mizbeach, to be cheated out of its possible kedusha. So he wants to do something. This is a, a a magnanimous act over here. He wants to be able to bring it to the base the mizbeach, so the mizbeach will not be lost. So obviously, we're not talking about that you actually bring the animal itself, because as you pointed out. You know, there's chances that this is not what we think it might be, so therefore you want to cover your bets. So the Gemara is assuming right now the two major korbanas being brought up to Yerushalayim at the time were in the Davos and the Dorim and the Davos, which are Olos and Shlomim. So therefore, if it is a female, so then Enachinami, you don't have a chance of it being an Ola, so therefore we could presume it's a Shlom, not 100%. So therefore you can't actually bring the animal. So what are you going to do? The person is going to take a pile of money and he's going to say this money is going to be designated for Shlomim purposes. If the animal was a consecrated animal, might not be consecrated, but if it is consecrated, a female animal we found, an unblemished animal, let its kedusha transfer onto the pile of money, and then what will I do with that pile of money? I'll go and buy a carbon shlomim, but I now have, if it was consecrated, chances are it was a shlomim, it's a female, so it's deconsecrated, and I can use the animal now for whatever I want, and the Vesamigdash will not be cheated out of its, uh, and I'll go bring, now again, it's a guy doing something magnanimous, over here. This is a a, 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 a a magnanimous act because he doesn't have, no one has to do it, but that's what he wants to do. Now, when it is a male, it might, when it says Ola, it might even be an Ola. So you're going to have to bring two piles of money. One pile will be your designated Ola pile. One pile will be your designated Shlomim pile. And say, if it's an Ola, then this will be brought, the transaction will be brought onto the pile of Ola. Now, either way, I'm bringing that pile of money as to buy an Ola. So just the question, is, did the money, did it transfer or not transfer? But that money will purchase an animal to be an Ola. And the same thing with the Shlomim, so that if you're hedged your bet, you've covered yourself, it'll either be brought as an Ola or as a Shlomim. But that is what's happening over here. Now this is a big Chiddush because we're going to see generally we do not do redemption. Redemption cannot be effective usually to transfer Kedush onto money unless the animal is a blemished animal and the animal could receive the mum. But here we're saying it works because the, we're talking about an animal that was found unblemished. We're doing it unblemished. So Lechora, how is this working? So what Rav Oshia is going to suggest, it's going like the opinion of Rav Meir. Rav Meir holds that intent plays a part in deconsecration of Me'ilah. If I intend to misappropriate, then it'll become deconsecrated. So you see that B'meizid, a person can deconsecrate. So what Osha claims is that redemption and deconsecration of a Me'ilah is similar. Basically, you're intending to remove Kedusha, it becomes deconsecrated. So therefore, even though this is an unblemished animal, but according to the opinion of Rav Meir, you will be able to transfer the Kedusha because with your intent to deconsecrate the animal, to transfer it on the money, it will work according to the opinion of Rav Meir. According to Rav Yehuda, it wouldn't work because he holds that the Mezid 
You cannot do me'ila to deconsecrate, so you wouldn't be able to do pidyon, but maize it if it's an unblemished animal. Let's look more of the assumption right now. Let's see it inside. So we're going to like this. Amr of Oshia. Hacha bevar lechol bidmeya maskinon. We're talking about a person that is taking upon himself to transfer its kedusha onto monies. That's what the person, the person is taking upon himself to obligate himself to bring monies instead of bringing the animals. We're not talking about bringing the animals themselves. And this is what the Mishnah was saying. The Mishnah was saying, Not that we assume that it's an Ola and you can bring it, but it might even be an Ola, which means in the case when it is a Zohar, you're not only going to transfer the Kedusha on the chances that it's just an Ola, but it means even it's an Ola. You're going to have two piles of money, Shlomim and Ola. For Rav Meir here, and this will only work according to the opinion of Rav Meir, that intent B'meizit can deconsecrate by me'ilo, so me'ilo by pidyon as well, that will be the same thing. Ask the Gemara a question. You want to compare, assuming your comparison is correct, because we're making a comparison between what happens by me'ilo to how pidyon is going to work. But the Gemara is going to show, we're going to bring down over here a Mishnah in, uh, in me'ilo that shows that even though it's true, that whatever we consider to be me'ila, usually, which is usually me'ila is a term that sometimes done to shogun and you have to bring a carbon me'ila, usually the result of me'ila, of misappropriation, beshogun, results in deconsecration. There's two exceptions. There's two exceptions that there are certain items that are imbued with a certain quality of kedusha that misappropriation can happen a number of times with the same item without the item becoming deconsecrated. So, you're, so again, so even though it's true, usually misappropriation will result in deconsecration. The Mishnah and Me'ila we're about to see shows that there's two exceptions to the rule. That there, because of the quality of a hegdish that we're dealing with and the type of misappropriation you're dealing with, there the item does not become deconsecrated. Now, what are those two examples? The two examples are going to be something that has a Kedusha Saguf. Something, for example, is that can be used in the service of the Beis Migdash, like an animal that is not blemished, or a vessel, a kleishores, a kleishores that is used in the avoda. What do we mean by that? Somebody takes an animal that should be going on his back and decides to ride the animal. He wants to get to, to Ralph's jumps on an animal of headdish, and he goes and he saves himself a $15 a taxi fee, an Uber fee, by riding the animal to that. He's misappropriated Hegdish, but in such a case, the animal does not become Chulin. So when his friend does the same thing, his, both of them are going to be Chayv, a Korban, Me'ila. Same thing as if he takes a, uh, a, a clay Sharis and he pours himself a cup of wine and he drinks from it. So now he has had a certain uh, uh, financial benefit from the usage of Hegdish, but that will not deconsecrate the goblet from becoming Kadosh. Now, there's the, 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 the misfortune that shown me speak out that there's different types of deconsecration. There are some types of deconsecration, the misappropriation is you're trying to transfer Rishus. I'm trying to sell you something. When I'm selling you, I'm trying to sell. So in such a case, the, the act itself is a transferal of jurisdiction, transferal of domain. That's not what we're referring over here. When we're saying over here that in these cases, the item can have me, uh, multiple scenarios of me'ilo 
occur with it. That's talking about over here because the person is trying to benefit from the item, but he's not actually interested in the transfer of jurisdiction of the item. But nevertheless, the point that the one is making over here is that even if you want to compare pidyon, redemption, to me'ilah, and you want to say it's going like Rav Meir, but even by me'ilah, there are certain cases with certain type of items where it does not become deconsecrated. And what is the example over there? What's the case over there? The, a carbon, an animal that is not a balmum. So therefore, you can't say that since Rav Meir's shita is, that by me'ilah, you see that you can deconsecrate it. So therefore, by pidgin, you could be amazed it deconsecrate as well. By me'ilah, by a carbon. It doesn't become deconsecrated either. So you can't say that for by pidgin it should become deconsecrated. That's the Gemara's question. So let's see inside. So says the Gemara, Lechora, the Kedusha Saguf, something that is imbued with intrinsic Kedusha, not just financial Kedusha, like a, a better Kabbat. It's actually in, uh, imbued with Kedusha Saguf. Me, Meschalel, does it actually become deconsecrated through misappropriation? Vatnan, we learned in Meseches Me'ilo. That generally, things that are sacred, there's never a multiple me'ilas. Because the first time you do me'ilah, it will become deconsecrated. However, the two exceptions to that rule are Behema, an unblemished animal with got Kedushas Aguf that's ready to go on the Mizbeach, and a vessel that is part of the Avoda ceremony in the Vesam Migdash. Bilvad, those are the two exceptions. Kate said, for example, Hayorochav al Gavivahem, a person's riding an animal, and Bachaverachov and his friend the rode after him the same animal. Ubachaveru and the second one came Virachov and rode as well. The din is Kulan Malu, they're all gonna have to bring a carbon ma'ilo that uh, let's assume even a shogun situation, usually Ma'alam bring a carbon by Ma'il. They did it a shogun multiple times, they're all gonna be high, it didn't become deconsecrated from the actions of the first guy. Or shows of the kosher zov. Somebody's drinking from a gold goblet. Kula, Malu, all of them have violated Me'ilah, which means they did not become deconsecrated through those actions. So Lechora, that means that a carbon does not become deconsecrated. So how can you then say Pidyon will work on an unblemished animal to remove its Kedusha if Me'ilah doesn't work? Says the Gemara, one second. Not Akasha. We're trying to explain the Mishnah in Shkolim that you bring an unblemished animal and bemazed, you intend to transfer its Kedusha. We're trying to explain that according to the opinion of Rav Meir. Because Rav Yehuda wouldn't apply here. Because Rav Yehuda holds Me'ila doesn't happen bemazed, only Bishogeg. The Mishnah that you brought me from... Uh, from the Seches Me'ila that says that talking about bringing a card Ma'ala bringing a card Me'ila that's talking about a situation of Shogek and who's it going like and I'll tell you it's going like the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda so it's not a Kasha according to Rabbi Yehuda they, they, there'll be multiple Me'ilas can happen in a situation of Shogek but, but, but our Mishnah that we're quoting in the beginning of the Dav that's showing that you can actively change it that's going like Rav Meir that holds by Me'ila you can do by that the maze you can do Me'ila so you can do pigeon. So what's that? What's that? Even even by, act, by act, that? What's that? So they'll ar- they'll argue about that. So I hear Rabbi Yehuda. He that's going like Rabbi Yehuda and Harav Meir and I and what I am suggesting we're going like the opinion of Rav Meir. 
So Gemara says, one second, why do you have to make them, meaning, we do know that there's a machlokas between Rameir and Rav Yehuda. The only extent of the machlokas is when is Me'ilu, when is something become deconsecrated. Does it become deconsecrated only Beshogek, or can he become deconsecrated Bemezid? That's the extent of the machlokas. But to open up the scope of it, to tell you, therefore, according to Rabbi Meir, you can deconsecrate, even if it's a Kedusha Saguf, why would we? Why would we say that the argument follow uh, opens up even into that situ- into that scenario? The Chora, they're only arguing about interpretation of the pasuk. When it says mal mal, does it mean deconsecration amazing? That's the only thing they argue about. But why would we extend it to say? And therefore, Rabbi Yehuda, who call, holds you cannot do meil on a on a carbon mal achar, there will be it will be mal achar. Rabbi Rabbi Meir will disagree. What's why? Why is it connected? That's what one wants to know. So one says the Chora Rabbi. Yehuda nishma le Rabbi Meir. The Rabbi Yehuda's shita we can extend it to Rabbi Meir. The only difference will be shogeg and mezid, but not in terms of where we apply it. V'chor alav am Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda not hold that hegdish b'shogeg mischalel. That even though a hegdish where you do something, you makadish an isha with hegdish. Let's say you do a meila. Normally it does become deconsecrated, but kedusha zaguf, which is such a strong kedusha that lo mischalel, that it does not even if there's meila, it does not become deconsecrated. So therefore, lechora in Rav Meir who says that b'mezid. The, a, a hegdish becomes mischalo. Why would he not hold the same thing? It's true. Generally, the mazid hegdish is mischalo, but when it comes to a kedusha saguf, we'll say it's not mischalo. Why are you assuming because he holds it works for mazid that even a kedusha saguf is able to become mischalo? So Gemara says the Rav Meir Nami Avagav the hegdish be mazid mischalo. Even though he expands that you can have deconsecration even be mazid, but he'll, maybe he'll agree with Rav Yehuda. But if it's a kedusha saguf, maybe lo mischalo. Simona says no. Simona says the difference is that is the point of difference because according to Rabbi Yehuda, intent plays no uh, no no play in, in deconsecration. In fact, intent hurts deconsecration. If you intend to do meila, it doesn't work. Rabbi Meir is telling us that no, if you intend, actually it makes it better because in Bemez it sometimes in the where it doesn't even work, but intent does play a role. So if intent, I intend to do Me'ila, it deconsecrates it, mm-hmm. therefore if I intend to do Pidyon, it also will deconsecrate. So, so the Bible says it is connected. The fact that Rabbi Yehuda only limits it to Shogeg, that's why he also holds that there's by something that's Kedusha Saguf, it doesn't go off. But if you hold that intent plays a role, that it works bemazed, then intent can even remove a Kedusha Saguf. What's that? Kedusha Saguf is so much. It's got, because it's another, it's a question of your intent to remove its Kedusha. The point is remove that. So it says the more like this. So therefore, it says the more Hasam, According to Rabbi Yehuda B'Shogeg, your intent is not to remove the Kedusha. That's why there's no more, that, 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 that it doesn't become deconsecrated. There's no, uh, there's a Me'ila Achar Me'ila. But according to Rav Meir, where your intent is to remove the Kedusha. So therefore, so, your intent is to remove it, Lechulin. So then, so therefore, it, it will, it, it will, um, uh, it will come de- de- deconsecrated. So it comes out like this, though. It would be, let's say the example that we gave, that a guy is drinking multiple times from a cup or, or riding the animal. It comes out, Lechora, if the person is intending 
according to our main intent, you want to make it cooling, then it becomes deconsecrated. What if a guy does, just wants to take a ride, I'm just going to use it and let him have it back. Could be that a mayor might agree in that case, though, that it doesn't become deconsecrated. It's where you want it deconsecrated. That's where he holds that lechora, it'll become deconsecrated. And pidgin is where you want it deconsecrated. It will also become deconsecrated. Now, the Gemara asks a question as follows, based as following. Rav Meir's basis, how does Rav Meir know that Me'ila works? That you can deconsecrate B'meizin? Uh, because he says that the Pasuk Mal Mal Ba'ashem that that puzzle is referring to deconsecration, meil, like a sense of rebelliousness. There's a, it's bemazed. So, but the Mara says the puzzle over there says bekatshe Hashem. It, it uses dafka. It's katshe Hashem. Katshe Hashem refers to a higher level, something that is uh, is a higher level katshe kadoshim, something which is completely belongs to the Vesa Migdash, which are Kotche Kadoshim, those type of animals where the person doesn't get to eat from his animal, doesn't get to eat from it. Or even Berekabayas, which is completely, once you've given it to the Vesa Migdash, it's completely theirs. But Kotchim Kalim, such a Shlomim, Kotchim Kalim, such a Shlomim, where the owner gets to keep some of it, right? So therefore the Pasuk is not necessarily referring to that case. So when you tell me, a contra of mayor, since you can have Me'ila that deconsecrates, so you should also be able to have Pidyan deconsecrate an unblemished animal, how do you know you can make it a sh- you can do that with a Shlomim? Because Shlomim is Kachim Kalim. The Pasuk is referring to Kachim Kadoshim. Sigmaris is like this. So that's the inside. So Mara says, Eimar deshamit leil Rav Meir. Rav Meir's basis of deconsecration b'mezid, which was learned out from the posuk of Meila, that posuk refers to kachem kadoshim. But kachem kalim, to say b'mezid, kachem kalim can become deconsecrated from that posuk. The posuk wasn't referring to kachem kalim. It's about kachem kadoshim. Mishamit le, how do you know that he would hold that? So Amaleah, whom Rabban and Rav Yaakov Shemei, certain one of the Chachamim, Rav Yaakov was his name, said it's a Kalvachomer. If Kachak Kadoshim, which is so imbued with Kadush, you have to hear what the Havim in here was, it can be deconsecrated by Machshava. Me'ila can make it deconsecrated. So Kalvachomer, something which is less imbued, you should be able to do it with. So Kalvachomer, Kachak Kadoshim, is Chalalin, they can become deconsecrated. Kachim Kalim, lo Kol Shekain. Itmar Nami, this itself was stated, Amr Rav Chamabar Akiva, Amr Rav Yosi, Rav Chanino, Omer Hayar Rav Meir, Hegdish bemezit meschalel b'shogeg ein meschalel. Rameh would say that hegdish, that you do hegdish bemezit, it does become deconsecrated. B'shogeg ein meschalel, which we said before, because the person, had he known, he would not have wanted to uh, do it. But and and, and that's echad kachim kadoshim, echad kachim kalim. Why kalvachomer? If kachim kadoshim meschalelin, if you can do it by kachim kadoshim, which the pasuk tells you, according to Rav Meir, so kachim kalim lo lo kol shekain. So. Do we believe that there's only a certain number of Kavachomas that were transmitted down? Can, can any Kavachomas is something on your own. You don't need a Mesorah for that. That's one of the things, one of the tools you do yourself. It's your own Svarah. Well, we're not talking about ownership. We're talking about the, the reality of deconsecration. What, when can it come to consecration? We're not talking about the punishing. Yeah. So, the last few days we were talking about Me'ila. So, Me'ila normally I understood to be I use something in an inappropriate way that it's already hectic or whatever. And so we say that it becomes deconsecrated because he used it the shogek, whatever. And and then there's the question of this in this Kutchum Kalim or the question of Kutchum. He used it my question is if he used it intentionally, but it wasn't intentionally too deconsecrated, he just used it to write the the route, as you said, 
as opposed to the guy who says, I want to take this item, that's, uh, this animal that I don't know, it's, we know it's possibly mm-hmm. hagdish, and I want to intentionally deconstruct it. So one would say it's me'ila, he's misappropriating the animal, but not necessarily to take it and remove the kedusha. The other one, he's intentionally... Re- so I'm a little confused. I, mean, I understand why we say you can intentionally remove the kedusha. That when you I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, what are you asking? What's your question? So... Before, does it automatically? Uh, I, I said that you know, mayor might agree that if your intent is not to deconsecrate it, you still have violated, but it will not become deconsecrated. Okay. All right. So, the punishment for misappropriation was always the shogeg. is a carbon. The question is, that does it result in deconsecration? Even the mayor, but mayor says yes. Rabbi Yehuda says no. All right. Now, the the this is all. An explanation based on Oshia's understanding of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says you find this animal. We understand you can't bring the animal itself on the Mizbeach. However, you can correct the situation if you are, uh, if you want to do it by doing pigeon on an unblemished animal. How can you do pigeon on a blemished animal? So he said it had to be going like the opinion of Rav Meir because since you can deconsecrate <coughs> Me'ila B'mezid, you can also do pigeon. That'll be if you're with the intent to deconsecrate will become as well. So Rabbi Yochanan is the problem is like this. Rabbi Yochanan says that the Gemara in Tmura tells us it actually is a prohibition. It's usur to the the meschalal an animal that is unblemished. It's usur. You're only allowed to do one has a blemish. So even if you would argue that a conjure mayor can work. Even you want to make, but it's 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 wrong to do. So how could be encouraging somebody? You want to make sure he's back in the loop, but you're telling him to do something wrong to do that. You're trying to be mechalal, an animal that is a balmum. I mean that is a, that is a, that is a mim, where you're not allowed to do it only when it's a balmum. So break the gemara. So toy bar of yochan. Rabbi is very perplexed <laughs> with this interpretation that Abosia just gave. Get up and sin in order that you should do something meritorious. You're doing something meritorious. The Mizbeach is not going to lose its, its, its animal. It'll get an animal. But you're doing something wrong by doing it. Ella, so says Rabbi Yochanan, that's not pshat in the Mishnah. The Mishnah in Shkalim, you've learned incorrectly. What is pshat in the Mishnah in Shkalim? The pshat in the Mishnah in Shkalim, you have to wait for the animal to get a blemish. Once the animal gets a blemish, then you could say, okay, what possibly was it? Was it an Ola, if it was male, and a Shlomim perhaps, you have two piles of money, the cave was only a Shlomim, but you're deconsecrating it as a Baal Now, once you say that's the pshat, then it has nothing to do with Rav Meir and Rabbi Yehuda anymore because everybody holds once it's a bum so therefore you just they're not going to be divrei akol and you don't have to come on to the machlok because being Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda and you're not doing anything wrong because you waited for it to get a moon before you did it then it has nothing to do with me'ilah it has nothing to do with machlok because Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda so say anything more like this you have to wait for the animal first to become blemished and then you don't have to bring two piles of money anymore then you can just bring two animals and say basically I'm going to have one be my shlomim one be my oila if this was an ola let its kedusha transfer to the ola animal if it was a shlomim that's what I'm going to do alright Weiter. Now we said as follows. What were the options? No matter how we learned, right? The options were. He said if it's male, then we said, well, 
it could even be an Ola. So you need to bring either two piles of money according to Oshia or two different animals according to uh, Rabbi Yochanan and say one is an Ola and one's going to be a Shlomim. So Frank the Gemara says, Amr Manas Karim Olos. So the the other options. What about being a Karim Toda? Very often many Karbonas were brought in Yerushalayim someone had life-threatening situations would bring a Karim Toda and a Karim Toda comes from a male animal. So how do you know? And a Karim Toda is also brought differently and has different halachas than an Ola and a Shlomim. So if you're more of a Dilma Todahi, Shmuel says, you're right. So you want to do it right, you're also going to have to bring a third option over here. You're going to have to bring a third option that this is going to be a carbon Toda, the Maisinami Toda. Exactly, a, a, a Toda usually is, uh, I guess you can donate a Toda. So it's like, it can't, we're going to see that it cannot be, we'll see in a moment, why not? But the point is, so therefore, it, 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 it's one of those three. Fa'abai lechem. I said more about a toda. In order to be kosher as a korban toda, it has to come with lechem upon, with with with, with the, with the, uh, the lachme toda. Forty loaves of bread, four given. For says you'll do that as well. Those don't have to go on them as best. So you'll do those as well. Four given for kohen, and you make a condition. If it's kodesh, it's kodesh. If it's not, it'll be you're just eating chulin, extra carbs. So why is it like this? The ma'isi nami lechem. You'll bring lechem as well. Says the Gemara of Adilma Asham who lechora and Asham can be mayo. Right? And then Asham, and Asham, you can't donate an Asham. Bring one to be an Asham. You can't do that by an Asham, because an Asham only comes with certain Averos, right? Asham Me'ila, Asham Shefa Harufa. There's certain Ashamos that cannot, but they're not, it's not something you can bring an animal and say, let this be the, it doesn't work that way. <coughs> You have to say, the reason why you don't have to take into account that it's an Asham is because an Asham has to be at least two years old. It says, it calls it an Ayo. And therefore, it has to be at least two. The animal you found is uh, less than two, so therefore, it cannot have been an Asham. Says the word of a Dilma Asham at Sorahu or Asham Nazirhu that it's true that an, generally an Asham has to be two years old. There are two exceptions. An Asham at Sorah or an Asham Nazir, they're the Pasuk refers to it as a Kevaz Ben Shana, so therefore it's only one, and therefore how do you know that it is either your Ola, Shlomim, or Toda option? Maybe it could even be an Asham Nebetzora, an Asham Nazir. Says more Lo Shchichi. Those are not common, so you can write them out just based on percentages. Says more of a deal with Pesach. Karm Pesach is male, so therefore maybe this was a Karm Pesach. More it says, maybe on Pesach, Pesach Bismana Muzar. Karm Pesach, people are very careful to not to lose if it's Pesach time. So therefore, if it was Pesach time, you can assume it's not a Korban Pesach because people would not have lost it. Alright? So Zahiri Bey. Shalom is mano, and the halacha is a Korban Pesach that it's past its time reverts to being a Shlomim, which you're, ca- you're, you're catering to the fact it might be a Shlomim. So there's Shalom is mano, Shlomim who? Now Tazos asked the obvious question over here. If people on a Korban Pesach time make sure they don't lose it, then how do you ever find a Korban Pesach when Shalom is mano? But they already brought it. They brought it on Pesach. They were careful to bring it on Pesach. So how do you get to a point where it's after Pesach and it's not brought? Who said it is? Okay, the said like this. If it's Bismano, it would have been brought. You wouldn't have found it. If it's Shalobah's mano, if it's Lachora after the time, then it's going to be a Shlomim. How do it become a Shlomim? So Tezah says that it could be that the animal got sick. 
The animal got sick, they weren't able to bring it, and now it's after the time, it was, now it got he- it healed, it was temporary, now it's got Kedusha's carbon based on, but now it's after time, it reverts to being a Shlomim, not a problem, because a Shlomim, you're covering yourself anyway. Says the Gemara, what about their other carbonus that could be male? Tvilma Bechor, a Bechor, a firstborn animal, Petarechem, or Meiser, the tenth animal that they marked with the red dye, maybe it's one of those, Meiser Ninu. So you mark this, again, Lamai Hilchaso, what's going to be the practical difference if it is either a Bechor, or it's considered to be a Meiser. Now, it's true. A Bechor is brought on the Mizbech differently. A Meiser Behem is brought on the Mizbech differently. However, once either a Bechor or a Meiser Behem get a blemish, then you don't have to bring them to Mesim English. You're allowed to eat them. Since we're waiting for these animals anyway to get a blemish, it's going to make Na'anaf Gamino because you'll be able to wait for them to get a blemish. You'll be able to eat it. The only difference, as the Mephorshim speak out, is that you have to uh, you have to eat them. You can't sell them in the market. You can't weigh them in a public. There's going to be differences. What you limitations on how you can eat them. But the mice, you're covered in case it was a bechor, it was a mice or behema. All right. Says the more like this. That they eat whenever mum. They're also going to be eaten by the mum. So basically, if you found a male. you're covered. You have to bring an ola. You have to bring a shlamim. You have to bring a toda, and you're covered. Says the more Amar Mar the master said, what happens if it's female? Nekevos. Lechoro, he said, then you don't have to worry about being an Ola. The only thing you have to worry about it being is a Zivchei Shlomim, is that it might be a Shlomim. And you're covered. You bring your one animal, tra- wait for it to get a Mum, transfer the Kedusha to the Shlomim, and you bring the Shlomim. Same question. Taita could be Zachar or Nekeva. Zachar, this might be a carbon Toda. Tomorrow says, same answer. The Maisi Toda. So you're not only a Shlomim, you have to bring a Toda as well. Bahabain and Lechem, you have to have Lechem. The Maisi Nami Lechem, you can bring the bread. It doesn't hurt to bring the breads with it. I Chaim's question: Adilma Chatas, female. Nekev, Chatas is female. So maybe this was a sin offering. You can't duplicate a Chatas. You can't say wait for get a mum and transfer over. There's no such thing. You can't donate a Chatas. So says the Gemara: Chatas Bashnoso. A Chatas has to be within the first year. The case of the Nekev that you don't have to worry about being a Chatas is you found <laughs> that at least it was. Two years old. Two years old cannot be a chattas. Says the Gemara, there are, what about the fact that it might have been a chattas that is, was, was, was not brought and now it's more than two, it's more than two years old. So maybe it was a chattas that's avrash nasa that, that just, you, you, you delayed in bringing it. Now it's two years old. Now you have a problem because this, if it is, it can't go on the Mizbeach. And you can't switch it out for anything either. For somebody to have delayed bringing the chattas, and now it's two years old, that's not something you have to be concerned with. So says, has a question like this. What if you found a one-year-old animal that's female? Now it's true, you found a two-year-old, you don't have to assume it's a chattas. But now you found it's one-year-old. So now you have to assume that it might be a chattas. Now if it might be a chattas, now you're stuck. Because you can't, you can't switch it for an Ola or a Shlom. It doesn't, it won't help you. Sigmar says like this. So the Chayra, my, what are you going to do? Sigmar says, the Chayra, you could still say, bring your, uh, Shlomim and switch it out. Bring your Torah and switch it out. And still donate that just in case. The point is that the animal itself, even if it gets the blemish, you would not be able to eat it because if it was a Chatas, then a chatas you can't use, you can't eat, even with its blemish, you can't eat it. So what it says, so Tanya, we learned in a brisa, Chananya said, that if it's within one year, Omer, Eiz Bashnoso, Lechatas. If it's a goat that's within one year, then it's a chatas. And what it means, you can bring it as a chatas. 
When says, what do you mean you can bring it as a chattas? So you can't, you can't bring it as a chattas. What are you going to, how are you going to do it? You can't bring it itself. And to switch it onto something else, you can't do it. It's not something that can be donated. So a chari can't do that either. Lechatas al kadaita. You really think you could use it, you can, it's functional now as a chatas? It's not functional. So now he says, what it means is you have to deal with it as a chatas. And since it might be a chatas, you have to deal with it as a chatas. So what do you have to do to deal with it as a chatas? Say, so, Allah amrabaya kechatas. What does that mean? That means that you have a chatas, there's five cases of a korman chatas, where you aren't able to bring it. The, the, the violin died, that she's of so whatever. All those cases, you have to lock it up and let it die. You starve it to death. So it says, Konsel Akipa Vimesa Malea. You lock it up in, an, up in an enclosure and it will die on its own. So it means if it is an Eizbash Shnosa within one year, so therefore it might be a Shlomim, it might be a Toad, and you might even be able to switch it in those cases, but you're not going to be able to use that animal even once it gets a blemish because since it might also be a Chatas, so you have to lock it up and let it. What die. are you doing, Lamaisa? What are you doing? You found one animal. It could be a 